Hello and welcome to Morgan Latif Presents. I'm Oliver Morgan, co-founder and director of Morgan Latif and your host. And today I'm joined by Marie-Philippe Vanheem to discuss the power of purpose. Marie-Philippe is a mechanical engineer. She has over 15 years of experience in operational excellence, working in top tier companies, including Avery Dennison, Nestle and Carlsberg. She helps conscious leaders transform their business from startups into big corps and is a purpose developer and cash maker. She has her own I Love OPEX community, is a member of Women International Network, and has a vision of freedom and equity in the workplace. When we discuss purpose, we start off by looking at the definition for both individuals, companies, and departments. We discuss the consequence of not having a clear purpose, why it's important, and how you can define your purpose. I hope you find it interesting. Today, you're going to be talking to us about the, uh, the three P's um, and especially the purpose of uh, the organization. So um, if you could just start us off talking about um, what you mean by the, the three P's, please. Yeah. Hello, everybody. Hello, everyone. So what means the three P's? Um, we have been working like 15 years now in operational excellence. And what we talk, we talk about the three P's, which is purpose, people and processes and all of our years when we implement lean or what you call tpm or c sigma we always first looked at um, let's say optimizing the processes great and we had improvement but we realized of course that people were really important and to engage them uh, so we found a way to get to bring their, their autonomy to engage their fervor to motivate them and in the recent years, actually, the purpose came across stronger. And uh, before we talked a lot about, you know, the, the standard scorecard with the cause, the quality, the delivery, etc. But now it's changing. And what we're doing has actually much more values than it was. And so I think uh, then purpose, as, as you said, becomes more and more important. How, how do you define that in terms of, a, let's say, a company, first of all? Yeah, so, yeah, I will. Uh, that's, that's true. There is a, a huge semantic on, on, around it because uh, we never know what, what is it. Is it the mission, the smart objective, the vision, what it is? Um, for that, I will bring back the definition of Simon Sinek, so everybody's aligned here on what we're talking about. The purpose is defined in two things. You have the vision. The vision is what you want to bring to the society in the future, and your vision over time can change. Like, for instance, for me, my, my actual vision is uh, equity and freedom at the workplace. This is what I'm striving for. But in five years, I can change my vision, what I want to bring to the world, what we call also the just cause. And then the second thing, the purpose is your drive. And your drive is, um, we call it your why, in French, your raison d'etre. Um, and this is something that never, never change. So you have, for instance, when you have an apple, the drive of apple is thing different. And this is something that has been funded from um, it gives them a soul, if I may say, of a company. And is it the same? So um, I can imagine the purpose for a company versus the purpose for an individual and even a team within or a department within the company. Is, is, is it always the same process? Yeah, exactly. Actually, yes. 
And um, that's why in my practice, I was doing it a lot for companies. And during the COVID time, actually, I had a more and more individual ask me to support it. Um, I have some example, like for instance, yeah, when, when you think about Steve Jobs, I mean, the purpose of Steve Jobs is different, exactly the, pur the purpose of Apple. This is the one coming from the, co the founder or the co-founder, and you have to have a discussion. Um, this is the same, I don't know if you know, well, you know Harley Davidson, uh, <laughs> there yeah. were four brothers, uh, four friends and brothers, and then their, their purpose is actually freedom, okay? Their vision is different, but their purpose and their drive, their why is freedom. And so, um, so yes, this is always linked. And if you want to create your own company, and that's what we do with a startup, then we always start with your own drive and your own vision to build the one of your company, actually. And do you think uh, from a, an employee perspective that there should always be an alignment between ah. an, an individual's purpose and the company's purpose. How, how important yeah. is that? <laughs> yeah, I would say two different, like you have two steps, two stage. Um, and I, I always ask that and, and you know, it's like, uh, would you like, would you prefer to go to Apple or to go to Microsoft, you know? Or are you more Microsoft guy or Apple guy? Uh, so that, that's uh, people, for instance, who like Apple, are people who want to feel that they want to innovate, that they are creative. It's something linked with actually their own values. So you're attracted to it. Um, so your first step to join a company is also because you're attracted to their drive or their vision, and then you want to join. After you own, each of us is unique. So each of us has a set of whys, which is described by uniqueness. And what was important for um, for you when you join a company is to understand the drive of your over team members yourself and to look a bit how could evolve your function according to it. And it's so powerful when we do the exercise for all individual in the team and we understand everyone else drives and vision, then we can uh, adjust the role in consequence within the team so that people can strive even more. This is awesome. And you see like people are much happier and more autonomous. That's why I love doing this right now. Yeah, I was thinking actually uh, there's, there's value in, in this topic, both for um, individuals as candidates and also as hiring managers, because um, if you join a company where you're aligned with your purpose, your satisfaction, your performance is going to be much higher and actually how, how long you stay. Um, and that benefits the company as well. Yeah, absolutely. And it's... Um... And then you, well, actually, it comes a bit back, you know, to the definition of, um, of you know, before the eighties, before we had all this uh, shareholder, I, I call it uh, um, supremacy. People were staying in companies for all their life, you know, they, they were loyal and trust, etc. Then when we switch, and now we're back to this envy to, you know, to be in a company, to leave it. This is like a family or so. And, and yes, to strive again even more. And it's so, so important for the talent retention today as well. Well, I can imagine it's a much more emotional um, connection rather than a financial one where typically in the past you may have stayed in a company because they're paying you and there's some level of security. Whereas if your purpose is aligned, you're staying there because there's an emotional, personal connection and it is much more valuable, much more beyond that. True, completely true. And um, 
yeah and if i'm yeah it's it, it's like coming back to the definition of capitalism today um before it was you know adam adam smith i don't know if you know him uh he was giving the definition of capitalism in um in the 18th century and he was saying first think about the consumer and your employee etc before yourself you know as a company and it, as i mentioned he switched it a bit this idea now it's coming back and how we see that coming back um well you have seen that uh b corp i don't know if you know big corporation which means benefit corporation was created by brothers in 2006 and uh in 2007 we had the first 80 plus uh companies were certified b corp and B Corp is really mission-driven companies who has a positive impact, you know, on people and the planet. Um, after that, you had uh, United Nations uh, with the famous 17 SDG, you know, the Sustainable Development Goals. Mm -hmm. uh, and then we want to strive for a better, you know, future purpose. So this is evolving. That came in 2012. So it's more like in the last 10, 15 years that now we evolve much more in a purpose-driven uh, society. Yeah, I can uh, I can imagine. Um, and so we've we've spoken about um, employee attraction and retention, but just in general, what are the consequences for an organisation of not having a clear purpose, but potentially in today's world in particular? Yes. Um, I have the example of, uh, well, if you're not, if you're not, sorry, if you're not uh, uh, focused on your purpose, you're mainly focused on what you do, you know, your products. Okay. Mm -hmm. So your products is what uh, you strive for. You want the best price, best quality, you know, this standard way of thinking. Um, then you can see then, of course, you have technology disruptions happening. And then this is your risk, which is really high. Um, I have this great example for Garmin. Uh, you know, Garmin was the king of GPS in um, in 2006, 2007, and the stock went down from $100 to $10 in one year because of a smartphone came out. So Garmin was an example that were driven by the how more, more than the why and their purpose. In contrary, you have companies like Patagonia, uh, Patagonia is not want to do the best quality, la, la. they want to save the earth. They say it like that. Actually, if I may say the right sentence for them, we are in business to save our home planet. That's the right sentence. And since 1996, and they have done a tremendous, I would say, a crazy choice. Like for instance, they didn't want, you know, the retail vest to sell it anymore because their name will be associated with another company which has not the same value. So at first sight, we say, shit, they're gonna cut to a product which is right now super um, uh, booming mm. and will have an impact on their revenue, but it was absolutely the contrary. Because of his statement, they were selling in the more. So uh, the same for Black Friday, they say that everything they will make as money on Black Friday will give it to an association for a planet. They never sell as much on this day. So that's, yes, that has a huge consequence. And even in the beginning, you feel that, wow, I will not get the profit right away. That's, that's, not, that's not it. You are, have, this is a consequence after that. So you think that uh, um, 
if the company, even if the companies have a, a, a great product and they don't necessarily focus on the product, if their purpose and what they're trying to achieve, uh, the why is great, then especially, let's say more and more today, then people will, will follow them and, and the, the value, the profit will come. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And that's why we're doing today, during the COVID, you have a lot of companies of different size. Um, they were mainly focusing on the product and now we're like, okay, but why at first stage you found your company? What do you want to achieve? You know, what's your purpose in that? And then the way to achieve your purpose, you can take different products to achieve it, you know, not only one way. And and this this way of thinking is absolutely striving today and much more consequent during the COVID. Um, so this is what saves companies actually. They're not thinking about the what, they're really thinking about the why. When when you say that, so um, why did it save companies? Um, why were they able to survive um, because of their purpose when others um, maybe didn't have that focus? Yeah, that's a good, um, that's a good, <laughs> well, that's true that you have to be authentic to yourself. And like the moment where you are authentic to what you want to achieve and you touch actually your customer, um i have um like i have in my mind like a customer like i have one one of my startup that i'm working with um is a company who wants to um to stop the first disease of the world which is burnout imagine so they want a burnout free world uh so just listening to that you're like, wow, you know, this is something that I would like to uh, be related to and I want to strive for. The way they can do it as different angle. Uh, but in the beginning, they were extremely technical because they are working on wearable, how to put on people and to define, you know, with the parameters. It was really AI uh, related, really linked to psychology of human being. And even if the beginning was really product oriented, they came back to say, okay, our idea is the, is the burnout free world. So how can we achieve that? And the business angle are much open and you open up to different ways. Of course, after, I'm not gonna say you're not looking at the customer voice. <laughs> you have to say like on the different way to achieve it, which one will have a better impact today? And then you're still doing your violin practices to understand the voice of the customer and then make the right decision from that, but never losing your vision at the end. So maybe if the purpose is clear, not only will your employees stay with you because of that emotional connection, your customers will, and as long as you yeah. know what your why is, you can pivot to, to achieve that by different ways. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And um, yeah. So how do you find it? That, that's the, uh, I think because so many, <laughs> so many companies don't, don't have, have a, a clear purpose. And uh, you talk so, to us about what your thoughts are on that. Yes, yes, yes. So yeah, there is a way actually, which is, um, well, you have different case scenario. So if you still have a founder of a company or yourself, you're funding the company, then the exercise is done on you or the founder. All right, so it's easy to find the, the company drive and purpose. So when you, the exercise is this, to find the drive, so the value or, you know, the soul of the company, there is like a tribe of different exercises to understand actually the pattern in your life since you're a kid, to understand which were the moment of joy, which were the moment of intrinsic motivation, 
And when you see this pattern, you can define actually your why. You usually have around two or three that we can find out. And then from that, you define your values. All right. If you're more than one founder, so you have co-founders, it's super important to have all of you guys mapping your drive and understanding together what should be the one of your company. Because usually it's not plus, 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 but you have to make conscious choices of this drive. And for the vision, it's more legacy. So it's like, uh, what would be like if tomorrow, let's say you're not in this world anymore, I don't want to say that negatively, but what is your legacy? What do you want to leave behind? What do you want to change even a little bit in the world with your company? What right now? And when you ask this question, when you have your vision, so your vision is usually easier to find, but your drive and the soul is much more complicated. And for a, a bigger organization, because I can imagine um, with, yeah. with the startup, it's, it's probably easier to, to come to that stage um, in a, in a mid sized company or even in a, in a corporate, um, they've probably often grown up without having a, a purpose because it has become Absolutely right. <laughs> yeah, all the purpose. So, when, so how, what you do is that you take the people who have been were there for so many, so long, so many years. So if they have been there, it's that uh, probably there, you bring them to the room. So it's like the wise man and woman, you know, of a company who have been there forever, you know, like this guy who were there 30, 20 years. And then with them, you build it because they have it. That's why they stayed. That's why they are. So you, you want to find the common point between the drive of these people that will actually draw the, the, the way of a company. Right. Okay. So you're saying that actually often there has been a purpose there. It's just maybe that people have or companies have not been able to clearly articulate it. Um, for also, example. yeah, yeah. It's, there is always a soul in the company, uh, or or really, if you just completely want to change it and make it a complete different environment, then you make 180 degrees. Then you you do it with your new CEO. But normally, no. You you still have a soul, and you want to keep the soul of the company. Taking the startup example and, or, or the founder example, um, and you've gone through that process, I can imagine as you grow um, and bring more people on board from different backgrounds and perspectives, it might be quite difficult to keep the um, people living and breathing, breathing the purpose. All right. If what I've seen is the other way around. So more that actually people didn't define their purpose and their drive in the beginning from the company and they were hiring people and it was not working really well and people were leaving and the, the you know the founders didn't understand why so often i have this moment of crisis or or they have people on board but everybody tries to find his place you know and it's it's the gray area what's happening and when we do the exercise, people are really happy because it clarifies everything. And uh, it clarifies what's vision and what are the drives. And I give you an example. Um, if one of the drive, uh, one of the founders of a company I have, um, they're co-founders and they choose these three values. One of them is, for them, it's so important to have equity in the workplace and to have this family feeling. Uh, one of the founders is really keen to that, and the others is want this equity. So they create this type of community, which means 
what does it mean? It means that the workplace, you want that they feel at home. They want they feel like a family and everybody is treated the same. So the hierarchy is non-existent, for instance. Uh, they also want the customer feel like. So for the company, they prefer to have customer, they stay with them for a long time than multiple customer to make the revenue, okay? The same family, so they will nurture their customer that they stay in this community. So you see the impact already, but it needs to be practical what it means. If you're somebody who likes the change all the time, you will not join this company because you know that you, they, they will have this and they want you to stay. One of the value that they have is they always want to be uh, smart in the technology. They want to know to, to test the last technology things, always. So that means the innovation side is so important and they are open-minded to all critics or all new ideas to implement. So again, here, your innovation side will say, if you look for a company where it's always safe, always the same processes, always the same way, you will not join this company, okay? so. You see a bit the example, it needs to be after translate practically what it means for your customer and for the people you hire. And then you will actually attract the right people right away. You can put that on the job description, the values and the vision of the company, because then you already do a filter. So if the purpose is clear as well, that almost guides behaviors and, and can change actions and, and ways people work. Absolutely, absolutely. I think that's a huge opportunity from an onboarding perspective as well, because often when um, companies onboard leaders or employees, they focus on the on the process in just terms of administrative. This is how the company, this is how things work. Um, there's not so much of an onboarding from a purpose or a culture perspective. Um, so I think that could be a huge potential for companies as well. Yeah. Well, one. One company, like when you, you were saying that, make me think of one company here locally in Switzerland or nobody else in the world will know this company. It's called Coca, but it's Q-O-Q-A. Perhaps you have heard about this company because they have, uh, that's the first one who bought a Picasso, a real Picasso, and we could buy a piece of this Picasso. Uh, oh, really? every so they democratize the way that they could, and then you, you have a right to see your own Picasso and you know, you bring just a little money to, to get it. And I think, um, I don't, I don't remember how many people they got it exactly. I don't want to say wrong number. And, but this company is always looking on, on new way, um, to, how can I say, to sell. They have a completely different way of looking at, uh, at selling and life and when you do the onboarding at their place, because I met the, the CEO there and he was showing me exactly the onboarding, what you mentioned. And so the people, they have little mission to do. So they have the application and missions to do, which are really cool ones, you know, uh, to find out things about your, um, your peers. Uh, so they are quite edgy also in the way they implement it, but align with how, what they represent. Already the name Coca is quite provocative, you know. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I guess at the moment it's a bit more difficult where you're uh, having to ra randomly invite people to Zoom meetings instead of tapping them on the shoulder, but uh, um, it's probably, probably another topic. Um, it seems like the purpose is, is obviously really important and there's so many benefits of getting it right. Um, why do you think companies haven't adapted quicker to, to this? Well, yeah, that's a, that's 
Yeah, fantastic question. I believe we still, um, so this is really based on my hypothesis. I don't want to cite anything else here, but what I believe is that we still have a traditional way to do business today, uh, where still the performance is uh, number one and performance is related to the profit of a company and not the creating value for community and beyond. Um, so I believe we're still working with early adopters today looking at the purpose. The change is there, but it's not there yet. And, and the second aspect uh, that I was thinking is also this, you know, the shareholder um, uh, supremacy that we always talk about is often related to uh, character in leadership, which are um, male. So I don't say men and women, but more like, you know, go to actions, be performing, etc. And when you look at the world a bit more, on the, like you mentioned earlier, on the emotional side, on the vulnerable side, and uh, you develop yourself, man and woman, your feminine side, then you have much more this purpose-driven uh, way. So it's evolving and it's progressing like i mentioned like with a b corp we saw with uh, the dni uh, diversity and inclusion people coming in everywhere in the companies these days so it's developing but it's it's changing progressively it takes time it takes time do you think uh, you said coronavirus has, has uh, sped up the process of uh, um of this yeah yeah, because suddenly, um, well, myself, I was also affected, you know, by, by the COVID. Um, I had a mission, I had to go to Germany and India, and uh, it was, I, it was uh, cancelled. And suddenly I had phone call from um, CEO or startup or individuals asking that actually they were rethinking and thinking, what, what do I do in this? What do I do with my company? How do I pivot? And then it's accelerating because we look at the why and not what to do. And, uh, and you could see that in parallel, you saw also the way we were thinking the COVID. It was economy or COVID or, or caring on our, our people, actually. And we still have this question. Uh, how much should we look at the profit compared of caring on the people? And also we, we saw also that the countries uh, led by women as a better way to, uh, because looking at the purpose, caring on people, we're badly handling the COVID situation. Uh, and this definition of better is, of course, depending on my country or lover. So, <laughs> so uh, yes, I think this, actually, yes, this, this pandemic just brings us new questions that we didn't have, but we had before, but accelerating it now, I think. Do you think it's also related, Dan, um, always thinking about leadership, uh, do you think that the old hierarchical top-down leadership approach is probably more typical in a company that's focused on the, the product and the process, whereas we now have flatter hierarchies, more um, servant leadership, um, and they probably focus a lot more on the, the why um, and, and the individuals, why? Do you, do you think they're related at all? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And uh, because your, yes, the motivation of, of somebody is related uh, 
to three things, um, which is the first, a sense of belonging. So it's one of our purpose. The second is the autonomy. And the third one is the, comp the technical competencies that you have, that you feel that you can master it. Uh, it's what the definition of uh, Daniel Pink. And uh, so, yes, so if you let the autonomy of people by your seven leader, but you still need to bring the vision where you want to bring and to have this sense of belonging there. And, and this is what engage and motivate people. Absolutely. So I think Absolutely. the leadership skills that are required to um, understand people's purpose um, related back to the companies and achieve results in that environment are probably quite different than that um, di dictatorship approach from a, a leadership Ooh, style. We still have a lot of work on that, man. <laughs> 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 yeah, very much true. So, I mean, thank you so much for, for, for taking the time for this discussion. If you could give us a few key takeaways that uh, our listeners and viewers should um, should take from this conversation, what, what would the, the main topics be? That find your purpose, seriously. <laughs> That's what I would say. And, and think about the value of a company you're in or you're building um, that corresponds to you, of course, and and uh, yeah, what do you want to bring to the world? What's your purpose? But I would really encourage everybody to reflect on that. Perfect. Thanks so much for your time, Marie Philippe. Really appreciate Thank you very it. Much. Have a great rest of the day. Bye bye, everyone. <laughs>